Greetings, folks, and welcome to the Small Business Show at businessshow.co. This is episode 36 for the week of Monday, October 12th, 2016. And here, as always, in Durham, New Hampshire, I'm Dave Hamilton. And I'm Shannon Jean, coming to you from Concord, California. How, how goes it, Dave? It goes. How goes it with you, my friend? Good, good. It's good. Uh, lovely out here. And uh, today I'm joined by Marilyn Weinstein from Vivo. Is Vivo Inc.? Just Vivo. Just Vivo. Okay, okay. Well, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I know it's been, we've been juggling schedules, getting everything together. And uh, that's, that's, that's always a good sign because yeah. when you're running the business, you'll be like, no, I have all the time in the world. When do you exactly. want to get together? Exactly. So. <laughs> I was every day. Yeah, yeah, it's good to be busy, right? So uh, I always say so, it's yeah, better so, than the alternative. Um, I have yet to experience the alternative of being busy. So uh, I don't actually know if that's true, but it sounds good. Well, you kind of run around like crazy and look, look back and you know you get little pieces of it once in a while yeah that's right sometime yeah so, so today we're going to talk about vivo Marilyn, your experience uh your background and stuff so give us a little uh background on, on vivo what you guys do and maybe how you got started all right we'll try that <laughs> so we've been in business for nine years right now we're just starting our 10th year um and vivo is a uh it staffing and consulting company majority of our business is in silicon valley but we also have clients all over the country we specialize in mid to senior level uh it resources and basically anybody who has it is probably uh needing something we have right. and so these companies don't want to or, or don't have the opportunity to ha- to hire these people it's better to have you folks come in and manage that H- how does it work and that's a good question. So it works in a variety of ways. Usually they have a big project coming up and it makes more sense to go out for outside talent than it does to uh, tax their existing staff. Um, or perhaps they're doing a major initiative. And um, other times it's the need for talent. As you know, we're in a talent shortage right now. And so it's just easier to uh, bring in a contractor or a long-term consultant sometimes than it is to make a full-time hire. Got it. And do you have folks on your staff that then, you know, help manage like the, I can imagine the integration, uh, you know, bringing in a team or a single person. Are, are these folks all programmers doing software stuff or? Actually, they're a variety they're, but okay. for the most part, um, they tend to be in the functional space a little bit more. So project managers, business okay. analysts, um, the network architects, um, all throughout the infrastructure space. Um, also a lot of developers as well, mm-hmm. usually in the biz app space though, uh, your SFDC, uh, Salesforce.com or SAP. Um, I know what none of those mean. <laughs> so <I'm just laughs> really? Saying, oh, no, you're so lucky. I do know. Okay, good. A little bit. A little bit but, Alphabet uh, soup. Welcome to Silicon yeah, Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> are That's are most of your clients in Silicon Valley? Are these jobs uh, in-person placements or do you do some virtual stuff too? We do some virtual, but for the most part, I would say we're about 80% Northern California at this point. Um, and sometimes that varies. Um, we have a nice uh, presence in Detroit right now as well. And um, usually the way we pick our geographies is very scientific. A client says to us, hey, can you come out here and help us? So <laughs> typical good. scientific method that That's we use. Cool. Yeah, Follow the money, right? I mean, Follow the money. If, yeah. if, if they build it, we will come is you how we it. usually say it. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So... How did you get started in this? What was the the concept of okay, now we're going to go out and and uh, offer these services? And it seems very timely, you know that, uh, and maybe that's part of it. So I uh, worked at a company before this and fell in love with business. I had been actually a practicing attorney before my last company, and they were doing IT staffing, and I helped them sell 
And my old business partner and I just looked at each other one day and said, wow, we could totally do that. That's easy, right? And famous last words. Um, We did put actually that much thought into it. And um, while I'm glad that nine years later it had legs, I would... Um, highly recommend people be a little bit more thoughtful about the process than, than well, we were. That seems to be the theme around here. You know, it's like uh, we've had guys as a business plan. You know, we tried it. It didn't go, you know, whatever. We tore it up and or we just kind of ran with it. So so you, you didn't sit down and lay everything out and try to plan it for a decade? No, and probably the worst um, the worst that comes to us from not having one of those organized, well-thought-out business plan is our all-hands when an employee raises his or her hand and says, what's our five-year vision? And I just yeah. look at them and say, right? Yeah, <laughs> right? Well, let's write it. Ah, <laughs> let's okay. do it together. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, – I've been there <laughs> doing that. That's for sure. So, okay, so you're working for the company. So one of the things that we hear from a lot of people that that is the hardest part, it's like you're at the – the edge of the cliff is making that transition from employee to employer. Uh, can, can you talk to that for a minute and how that, how you did it? And it sounds like you did it with a partner. I don't know if that was easier or better, but, but give, give us some uh, feedback on that. So I think I need to come back to the partner thing because that's okay. probably where I would also suggest people think long and hard what you think, you know, about somebody and whether or not you should partner together. Uh, I could write books on that one. Um, to answer specifically going from an employer to an empl- employee to an employer, that is much more difficult than people warn you about. When I was an employee spending my old employer's money, I was a brilliant manager. <laughs> I made great hires. I made great decisions. And once it honestly became the food that would have gone to my kids or not, and, and once the money, you know, to invest in each employee is your money. It, yeah. I went from being the best manager to the worst manager the day I opened doors. And it, is, that a, is that a, is that a, we used, actually one of our interviewees used this term last week. It was that a fear based decision. I mean, is that, is it just the fear of it's your money now that changed that for you or was it? It has to be. It has to be. If, if, okay. if I, if I could put my um, finger on the one thing that changes the most, it has to be fear based. You don't have the, uh, confidence that somebody else's money gives you, you know, and, and I was, and oh, I was frugal pretty, yeah, and good. I was, I was, you know, uh, loyal and I was, um, you know, I wasn't wasteful or anything like that, but I still had, I could look in my boss's eyes and say to him, I'm going to make this person successful. And I don't have anybody to say that to. So I just, I don't have that ability to know which one's going to be a hundred thousand dollars later. Yeah. And still bad. And which one's going to be a couple tens of thousands invest in this person more and they're going to succeed. So that's been the biggest struggle over nine years that I really had to um, spend time developing a skill set that had been, I thought, pretty much perfected when I worked for someone else. Yeah, that's really, I think, insightful because it's almost like there's uh, kind of a little room wiggle room in there and working for someone else where things don't work out quite right. You can say, well, we're going to pivot. We're going to do this. But when it's when you're writing the check and you have to deal with it. And if you don't get the results, you know, it's, uh, it's quite different. Yes. It's quite <laughs> so different. How, do, how do we as business owners pretend like we're using somebody else's money <laughs> when it, when it's convenient for us? That's it's the trick. Sound, right? It's a good question. I would say, yeah. um, if you have the luxury of not undercapitalizing your business and putting a layer of management in from day one, you're going to have an easier time. Now that I have an amazing layer of management, the problem is just not mine as much. And I now have the um, ability to bounce off somebody else and have the good discussions and say, okay, 
is that a good investment? Is that person a good investment? But, you know, most of us open doors and we, you know, we just don't have the luxury or we're really smart or really scrappy. So we do four people's worth of jobs. But again, the one that we're not doing well is people management at a guess. And, and how long do you think it took you to get that layer of management? So I'm nine years in, nine years? <laughs> Eight years and seven hours. <laughs> uh, yesterday, yeah. Right. Uh, no, probably this year. This year was a pinnacle or turning uh, turning point for us, for sure. Um, on a lot of things clicked. We did, we are doing really well. And I do think um, we finally saw that we could uh, invest instead of feeling so fear-based. I mean, I, I do like that um, phrase, It. It has to be. No, it's and, true. I, w- I would totally agree with that because uh, the bank is, I mean, every day when I come in uh, the first hour, I'm looking at cash, you know, mm-hmm. how, where's this and where's that and all that stuff. And, and I think your point that, you know, getting to rise above that feeling is, uh, and I think it's something we've, we've not identified here, but uh, till today, that really can be empowering for you, however long it takes, you know, and, and, and I think that's probably a reason why a lot of small business owners don't want to hire their first employee and they become, they, they stay as kind of self-employed, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would think so. Um, so when you were talking about partnerships and, and, and I want to go back to that a little bit, did, did you have any kind of partnership agreement when you sat down to work something out? I did. And so that's, that's um, one of the things when I'm advising anybody who's going to go into business with somebody else, you can't have the crystal ball that would have let you know whether it'll be a perfect uh, relationship or not. So do not skip any steps. Make sure you have all of your legal paperwork so that if it doesn't work out, you can gracefully get out of it without losing everything you put in and, and being able to walk away and having a thriving business afterwards. And is that how you'd phrase it? Graceful when you get, <laughs> I don't put you on the spot because I've been there. Yeah, I, um, yes, uh, that's, I actually remember. So, um, I've been married 15 years. I've never been divorced. I would say that breaking up from a business partner has got to be just as difficult as a divorce must be. Uh, yeah. that's the way it felt. So I always um, say, with a, I always say with a partnership agreement, it, you're planning for divorce. Uh, you, you're planning for the possibility of divorce, right? I mean, it's the prenup and you've got to know how it's going to unwind. Yeah, you are. And in a prenup, you might not want to do that because, you know, ooh, that's not a great way to walk down the aisle. Right, right. In business, please walk down that business yeah. aisle trying to uh, be ready to break up. You have to go into it that way. So and, and I think for me, for a long time, it was always also you mentioned having that confidence it, it for having a partner help me be more confident because I felt like, okay, well, if, if I really screw up, you know, this guy, this person's going to have my back or whatever. And it, it's a whole, it's another step away from, you know, having you being the one that's backstops everything. Well, it, yeah. It, in your head, you're then, you're not the only person that you can blame for a bad decision. <laughs> that's right. I, I mean, really, say that. when, when I, right. yeah, when I bought my partner out of Backbeat Media, I, I got less confident. And we had, you know, we'd been running the business together for nine years. Like it was, things were going great. Why should I care? Right. Right. But sure enough. Yeah. 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 If you I'm, need ghostwriters for that book, by the way, on, on uh, partnerships, <laughs> Shannon and I are, are right there for you. So. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's our next uh, business that we could be uh, yeah. talking about. I will say for better or worse, I wouldn't have opened a business without a partner. Yeah. So, um, you know, when you, that's why I was smiling at you when you said confidence. Absolutely. I did not have the confidence to do it myself and I didn't, I don't necessarily, uh, I didn't set out to be a sole business owner either, 
I wanted to do it with somebody else. I wanted to have that equal partner bouncing ideas off of them. Um, also having equal skin in the game. Of course, yeah. Um, so I, I think anybody who can weather that storm and um, be a you know sole business owner uh, has some other war wounds to share. Yeah, I think that for me, to your point, you know, the collaboration, you had nobody else to talk to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just you and this other person trying to get, and you, and you pump each other up and you help each other through tough times and all that kind of thing. So it is, it is challenging, but uh, it's also brings another level of flexibility and freedom to you when you're doing it on your own. Absolutely. You know, so, um, okay. So let's talk about marketing, uh, and, and how obviously you've been very successful and done a great job, uh, what's been the most effective way to, to market your business? Word of mouth and brand loyalty has been the absolute um, biggest uh, reason for our growth. Um, we sell services. So if you sell a widget, you walk in with your demo and your widget's either better, faster, right. cheaper, available more quickly, latest, greatest, it's, you can't do that in services. So people will sometimes say to me, what's your unique value proposition? And if I'm with a salesperson, I'm not allowed to say this because they'll kick me. But right. I say not a damn thing. Yeah, Not a damn thing. It comes down to with services, you need to be able to trust the person that you're buying from and um, value what they bring to the table. And it's an art. And so the biggest um, piece of marketing we have is people talking about us. So doing a really good job by our consultants, um, you know, having them regularly say, Hey, you should come in here. We need some more people or you should talk to my employer. Um, they treat me really well. Uh, they'll be sitting at the lunch table at one of the, you know, big Silicon Valley companies and finding out that one of the consultants not from our company isn't, doesn't like how he or she's being treated. So, you know, uh, that kind of word of mouth of how well we treat people and, um, how easy we are to work with for our clients makes them keep coming back because, you know, staffing is a necessary evil, but you don't get out of bed in the morning and think, gosh, I hope I have a failing project that needs four people. You know, it's, <laughs> it's. Yeah, that's true. So it sounds like, you know, when you say the word of mouth, it's really multifaceted because my first thought was, okay, it, you, word of mouth from customer to customer, which is what we all want. But it, also the people that work are, I don't know how you refer to them in your business, but the people that are working for you that you're, you're placing right the consultant. Yeah, the consultants. They're doing the word of mouth for you as well. Absolutely. Either to the company they're working for, or even actually recruiting other consultants that are not doing that well. So that's absolutely that's interesting. And on the flip side, though, we can make no mistakes. So again, if yeah. your widget's the best and the fastest and the cheapest, you can make a couple of mistakes along the way because somebody needs the product or doesn't need the product. We can we can't make mistakes. We can't treat people poorly. Um, we have no choice but to stick to a very specific value proposition, which for us is how we treat people and how easy we are to work with. Yeah. So we make sure everybody's trained up well on that. Yeah. All the alphabets. Now, do, do you find that when you, like, if you bring in a group of people, is it, uh, you say you have to be perfect. Is it easier or do you sometimes see the, maybe if there's a problem with the project or thinking, uh, you know, the blame maybe gets shift around to the to the consultants because they're not employees or oh absolutely they, oh, so okay. let me describe having to be perfect when i say yeah. perfect i mean perfect in how we treat people but we ah. we make we make more mistakes on a day i mean we are working with humans yeah so somebody might not show up for an interview or for their first day of work i mean humans are not a predictable species so yeah. um those amount of mistakes are daily but okay. 
accountability then becomes first and foremost, and we have to just stay right in it, be accountable and make it better. Yeah, that makes sense. That's great. So you're talking about stories, and I imagine you have a lot of them, good good and bad. And we love stories here because we think, you know, it connects really well and gets a point across. Do you have a favorite? And it could be a horror story. It could be a great success. And, you know, this one always puts our interviews on the spot. But, you know, something you could share with us that's. So most of our uh, best stories are um, about humans being human. Yeah. Um, and a little on the maybe shady, dicey side. But, <laughs> um, here, here, what I like to tell everybody is on the subject of not being perfect. We had a consultant interview. He was supposed to be interviewing uh, our candidate in an interview for, from Houston. Flew in to take the job. And I went, I met him at the door of my client the first day. And this guy didn't speak a lick of English. And I said, oh, where did you drive in from? And he was supposed to have moved to Fremont over the weekend. And he uh, said, you know, something like Texas or something. And I said, okay. So he, he and I weren't understanding each other. And I drove back to the office. So what I should have done was say, are you really the same guy? Like, I don't think you're the candidate who interviewed. I should pull, uh, put a stop on this, pull the plug right now. So what I did instead, which is what any uh, mature business owner would do, I beat feet. So I got into my car as quickly as I can. I drove away. I didn't even wait for the manager to come out. And um, a couple of weeks later, the manager called and said, get this guy out of oh. here. I don't think it's even the same person who interviewed. That was my first yeah. deal with this client. And it's now one of my largest clients. So, oh, well. I mean, the nice thing is you have to keep your sense of humor, yeah. um, you know, and admit what you did instead of saying, no, it was him. It was sure, totally sure. him. Oh yeah, that was him. You know, the only thing I should have done better though was to have um, trusted my instinct at the yeah. time. But you know, I drew, drove back across the bridge the whole time thinking that didn't happen. No, he was just nervous. You yeah. know, he, um, oh, that must've been him. So that's interesting. So that that's, and I never would even have thought that. So do you have, you have experiences where the person that you think might be that person turns out to actually be someone else? They have somebody else do the phone interview oh, for them sometimes and the information really? on people's reds. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is good. See, cause we're all in the, well, Dave's in the, in the service business. So I'm in the widget, the widget business. And I was like, okay, so I could see, you know, that, that could be a real problem. Oh, wow. no problem. Yeah. 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 And again, because it is going to happen, like it's not whether it would happen. Sure. You know, the, he, this guy passed the interview. He, you know, we saw him on video conference interviewing too. So you know, there was no, um, nothing else we really could have done to have stopped it on the front. And so how you respond to it and, um, how accountable you are and, um, how gracious you are and whether you can keep your sense of humor really separates you from others because, you know, the instinct beyond the instinct to drive across the bridge and run as fast as you can. Uh, the other instinct, yes. <laughs> okay, not my finest moment, but the other instinct is to lie. And if you do that, you'll never do business. So you That's have right. to just come clean and say, I'm sorry, I, we messed we, that one up. We messed up, up yeah. 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 Yeah, well, it's, you know, every business is the customer service business and, and, and yours perhaps more so, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I could just imagine the, the, the support structure you must have in place to keep all these, I mean, it's like a big juggling act. Uh, if you don't mind, how many consultants are you, do you typically have out there at once that you're dealing right with? Right about 100. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's incredible. And we have um, amazing engagement managers who work with them every day to make sure everybody has what they need. Yeah. We have very low attrition, which helps because if you can imagine being a busy manager for a fast-moving company, 
you have a consultant, you finally got this person up to speed and they quit because they weren't being treated well at their company, that could um, tank your entire project. Sure. So we're very sensitive to those kind of needs as well. Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I could imagine stress levels uh, could be very high. And it, it seems, and I follow you guys on Facebook and I see your pictures and all the stuff you guys have going on. It seems like you put a lot of effort uh, into making it, you know, an enjoyable space for all your employees to hang out and connect with each other. Yeah, we're a little crazy. We're definitely a little bit nuts. We're super violent. We play hard. <laughs> super violent. I like that. <laughs> wow. Can we rewind on that? What does that mean? <laughs> We'll play any game we play. We go all in. So um, there was this time with photo assassin and somebody said the CEO of the company had dove under the table and captured her prey. But I, I don't know. I have a scar. So maybe nice. that did happen. I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Well, that's good. Yeah, because you, know, you got to uh, you got to keep everybody happy. You yeah. know, you're, you're juggling everything. Right. And you made it to that point where you have this level of management. But now, you know, you're charged with keeping everybody happy, you know, your clients, your consultants, and your you know, the employees that come in and support you every single day. I think the other thing to really keep in mind is people will never be happy. And so you should be happy. Why will people never be happy? That's just society. People, I mean, they need something to complain yeah. about. We actually wouldn't have Facebook if people didn't need something to complain about. So th- I think that's a really good point. Uh, and I think as, as business owners, we often spend a lot of time trying to make people happy either with uh, perks, money, um, you know, the culture, whatever it is. Give me an example. Or or have you gotten to a point where you see someone and you're like, you know, we're just not going to be able to make this person happy? Oh, absolutely. We we do a lot with culture. But at the end of the day, we do the things that make us happy. And we're very transparent during the interview process. So if you don't like it, we didn't bait and switch. Um, You talked about perks. Every person there can work out at the gym. I like. It's a local. <laughs> you, you like. Yeah, that's yep, good. It's yeah. a local small gym. Right. Everybody can go. They can go for free. There's an unlimited number of passes. But, you know, I'm not going to research um, five perks that some other company has to yeah. make their employees happy. This was made known to you before you joined. Um, you're very welcome to come. It's a really fun place. We um, play games and we have happy hours and we do a lot together. And, uh, but we're probably not going to keep researching for the latest and greatest that makes some other group of people that aren't us happy because happy is relative and people just want to be unhappy. Uh, Yeah, I agree with you. And I love the comment about, you know, your gym and I've tried to do the same thing where you try to make your life better and then enrich everybody around you. And I think what you have to do as a business owner is give everyone the opportunity to be happy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. That's my responsibility ends after I've given them the yeah. opportunity. Cause you'll, you'll just drive yourself nuts. I mean, and, and you'll go down the rabbit hole trying to go things away. And, and we, we have the same issues at, at uh, my business where you, okay guys, let's come up with this program. I know you want to do this or just, and oftentimes you just, it doesn't, not much comes back to you where some folks are waiting for you to lay it all out for them and, and, and run it for them. So, uh, I, I think that's a really important thing. Uh, you know, you cannot make, make them happy. I think that's wisdom I got from being a parent though. Ever drive down to Disneyland, <laughs> ever get out of the car at Disneyland and start yelling at your kids. We're having fun. Damn it. We're having fun. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You get that experience because they're like little employees, right? Christmas, mor- <laughs> Christmas morning and you spent all the money on the present. They were happier with a box. That's right. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah. Your, your kids are like employees, Shannon, except you can't fire them, nor can you even threaten to do so. Yeah, you're right. You that's know. it. That's yeah. where it ends right there. That's so. right. Yeah, that's where it ends. Yeah, that's right. So they are good training for you to be a loyal employer if you, you want to go down yeah. that path. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Juggling everything. So, yep. um, so we're, uh, we're big fans of mistakes here. You know, I've made more than them, you know, in my business and I can count. Um, what's the best mistake you've ever made? I mean, what, what really taught you the most in your business experience? I think the best mistake I made was going into business with a partner who I hadn't done enough research to see if we were going to be aligned. So because the process of extricating from that relationship forced finally a business plan that was super sound. It forced a reinvention of the brand. It forced me to prioritize. Um, it really, uh, it was the best mistake I've ever made. I would not have the appreciation for what I do now had I not, had I started it alone and, you know, I probably would have had, we talked about confidence before, but if I had had the confidence to open it all by myself, perhaps I would have missed every learning lesson that was coming my way because my ego might've been unstoppable. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you may never have left, you know, if you had you not had that person, dude, I I, I totally get it. I forget. So what surprised you the most about running your own company? I think it surprised me that it wasn't as easy as I had made my mind up that it would be. I had um, had such success as an executive at my last company, and I felt like I knew every uh, facet of the business. I really thought this was going to be a cakewalk. That's pretty, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, and uh, having been so long since I worked for someone else, uh, I could see how you get this, oh, well, this is the way it happens, and you're judging the the business from your perception of it. And there's probably a whole side of it, well, certainly a whole side of it that you're not involved in that now you have to deal with. Right. Absolutely. On your own. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so one of the things that, you know, now that we're wisened, uh, you know, decade old, uh, you know, business owners, if you could go back and uh, give yourself one piece of advice that, you know, now or, or something that, that you really, you know, it's a, that's powerful for you. What would you tell yourself when you were ready to take that step? I would definitely, um, try to figure out a way to, uh, bring in that management level or sooner, earlier on, um, and figure out how to finance that, yeah. you know, pay, pay before you have it. You know, I, I've always done that. I'll build it and then they'll come type of model, but I would have rather, um, or they're coming, so I will build it as they go is a better way to say it. I would have I would have done better with the infrastructure in place that I have now. I mean, with that said, hindsight, you know. Oh, of course. It's, it's totally hindsight. Who so, knows if I would have learned the right lessons if I had done it correctly. Yeah, you, that's right. Things happen for a reason, right? That connect the dots thing. And now that you have that layer, I mean, do you, do you find you have more, uh, and maybe freedom isn't the word, but more opportunity to be the visionary, to kind of pull the company forward. I mean, I know I look at your website and I see you guys do lots of things that I didn't know you did and lots of, you know, cloud stuff and, and uh, infrastructure things. And I can reading some of the data, I could see that someone's certainly pushing in certain directions uh, out there. Absolutely. Uh, There was just no uh, ability to do that while I was, um, you know, being just the failed salesperson and the failing uh, manager and the, You know, yeah. person over here and the person over there. So if I had just uh, kind of brought on a few more heads right from the start who were at the management level. Yeah. It's funny, though. You look at other people's business models when they do that. And sometimes you'll meet somebody who has 
five managers or executives, no revenue, and you think, man, you know. It would be nice. Yeah. If you didn't have to be accountable. We, we talked about that last week. We had a, a, a Brian Friss on from a company called Digistore, and he's right in Silicon Valley where everybody's, you know, a lot of his friends are working for venture-backed companies that profits are not required at, at a certain point. He's like, yeah, it's really difficult for me to see all this and to talk to them and hear, oh, we just brought on X and this and without that. And, and I would say same thing. You know, it's an awesome, I mean, it's not a luxury. At some point, it becomes a necessity to have mm-hmm. that layer, but it's expensive. And, you know. Yeah, you have to have a lot. You, you, there, that's where you need to know where you're going yeah. and that you want to go there. It, you know, if it's a grow or die spot and you have to decide which one's better for you. And sometimes it's better to, okay, no, you know what? I don't want to be an employer. I just want to, you know, be working for myself. Sure. Yeah. If it, if you want to grow, no backseas grow, you have, you have to just do it in or out. There is no halfway. Yeah. That's pretty good. So, yeah. so what's next? Easier said you? than done, but, but, but <laughs> it, is. It, yeah, yeah. it is that easy. I mean, it, it, it's the fear that makes it difficult to do, but you're totally right. You just have to do it. And it's, it's much easier uh, once you get past the fear. If yeah. The decision I think is, the fear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Once you've made the decision and you, you've got the buy-in and you just, okay, this is it. Uh, that, but it's hard, you know, getting, getting to that point. What, what's next for you guys? What's, what's the future for Vivo? We have a couple of uh, areas we're expanding geographic and we're probably going to do some inorganic growth coming up too. So um, 2016 looks like it's going to be very promising as well. Um, you know, again, very blessed that our clients have helped us grow uh, in 2015 and 14 and uh, excited. And with that, with that growth, does your life get more complicated or do, are you able to delegate enough with these awesome, of course, these awesome managers that you've found over the years? It's a good question. It's different complications. So mm-hmm. I'm doing what I love right now. When I get to the strategic and I'm uh, doing operations, that's when I'm in my uh, comfort zone and, and just in my sweet spot. Um, when my client calls and says that somebody no-showed or isn't who he said he was, they at least don't call me. And they don't call. <laughs> yeah. And and so, you know, so it's a different complication. It's, sure. it's more it's more using my brain again and getting back to my creative, uh, you know, I call it smoking the idea crack pipe. But yeah, that's, that's what good. that's what I like to do. Yeah, no, that's good. And, and I think that's a great thing to to, you know, talk about, especially with new, you know, small business owners is that, hey, it gets better. You know, the, those formative years can be just you know, brutal, uh, just it, but you just have to slough through it and get surround yourself with a good team and get it to that level to where you can take the afternoon and come on the small business show and do an interview. And you're not like looking at your clock, you know, watch, Oh, I gotta get, I gotta do this. I gotta do that. You, you have a little bit, you, you can kind of breathe a little bit more. Absolutely. And if you don't have a business partner, make the world your business partner. I mean, find a bunch, find people you trust, ask them questions. You don't have to open your books and, show them everything about you to ask something like, Hey, I'm struggling with this uh, sales issue right now. Have you ever done that in your company? Make everybody an advisor if you are doing it alone. Yeah, that's really good advice. I like that. I like that. Well, so how do people find you? I don't know. So if you'd like to find us, I'm sure (laughs) you're welcome to go to our website. It's vivoinc.com. Cool. But the the truth is we welcome you to come hang out on our Facebook page as well. Life at Vivo on Instagram is also um, other places where you can see how um, woefully inappropriate we are at all times. Um, And, 
Yeah. Uh, word of mouth, call, email. Yeah. Give us a call. Yeah. And do, do you think that the, the social media, is it effective for you connecting with your customers? Is it more just uh, making your... Uh, I mean, your employees, or I mean, what's the big benefit? Because you're, you're, you know, your B two B business, right? Yeah. So who's who's looking at that? So our um, typical uh, thirty five to forty five year olds uh, manager or director is looking, and tomorrow he or she may be a consultant or oh, a candidate. Yeah. And next week he or she may be looking for a job themselves. So that the crossover for the identities is right there at who is on social media. I think a mistake people make in the social media space is looking to um, get better ROI and data than that. And um, you're not going to get it. You're going to be at a cocktail party where somebody says, is that true what you said last week? (laughs) And that's the first time you found out because he or she didn't feel like clicking on it because we keep our public, we keep our Vivo Inc. uh, Facebook page set to public. So maybe... They don't want to click. Yes, I know. You know uh, that resume mistake sure. because maybe their boss would see it. Why are they look, thinking about resumes? Oh yeah, but they're still looking at it and uh, interacting with us. Yeah, but good. if you need the ROI and you're a numbersy analytical, it's not a good. It, you're going to lose your mind again. Free is in the budget though. Yeah, so, that's right. You know you free have to you have budget. to really rethink yeah. why it's stressing you out so much. Yeah, and it just seems like you guys are constantly recruiting. It's all around every day. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, that's great. Well, uh, Dave, do you have any additional questions or comments? No, or? this has been fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons of great quotes. I, I love what you just said. Free is in the budget. I mean, we yeah, can do we're a writing these all down. This. We steal yeah. all these good quotes for us. This is really what this show is all about. <laughs> good, good information. So yeah. thanks yeah, for coming. Well, yeah, thanks for coming on. We really thanks enjoyed having, having you. Yeah, Super it's, fun. it's great. I mean, the, the getting the insight from a different sort of thing, the service business, which just, you know, scares the heck out of me. I don't, you know dealing with all these people. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to sell widgets in my next life. I can yeah, tell you that. Well, that's, that's, we can talk about that. <laughs> every, everybody that comes on says that, right? Like, Oh, the as soon as I f- actually greener. Yeah, right. No. That's right. Actually. That's right. Yeah. Well, it keeps you going, right? It's like, oh, okay. Well, when I do this, you know, so yeah. that's great. So if you have questions uh, or, you know, comments, you know, for Maryland or Vivo, you can reach us at uh, feedback at business You can jump on the Facebook page, of course, because we have one of those too. Uh, or uh, or on Twitter. And uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Thank you.